Good morning and thank you for joining, for being aware of awareness. Just invite ourselves to notice whatever is happening. And allow that, if it's available, to be welcomed. If there's a great feeling in the body this morning, we welcome that. If there's tightness, we welcome that. If the mind is blessedly quiet, we welcome that. Likewise, it's got plenty to say. We check to see if we can just relax and welcome that. A, a term I used, I heard John Cabot Zinn say is, can we put out the welcome mat? for what's happening right now in our direct experience, whatever that is. Can we notice what the breath is doing? Not necessarily trying to change it, except I notice when I put attention on the breath, there's this natural inclination to want to breathe a little deeper and a little slower. Not from any notion of doing it right just because I know that always brings an extra layer of relaxation. we can notice the play of sounds in our environment or the lack of sounds 
ask, what notice is that? What knows that silence? What knows that sound? What knows the light streaming through the eyelids for that? The lack of light streaming through the eyelids. Can we watch as mind kicks in to narrate about how this is going, or how we're doing, how we're not doing? Can we sense that movement of mind? Can we hear it?
can we watch as attention goes out to a thought, down to a feeling, out to a sound or a movement? Can we notice that while time certainly has relevance to the clock, to planning, to different intentions, can we see that when we're being aware of awareness, Time is a construct, it's an idea, it's a useful idea, but it's not, not a thing, it's not real, it's purely conceptual. The time is now. And let's just see when that now becomes the next moment, when the now becomes later. People sometimes talk about wanting to get into the now, when the fact is we can't get out of the now. There is no escaping now. So when people talk about just resting in now or the power of now, 
it's the power of recognizing and releasing thinking about the past, not now, and thinking about the future, not now. So it's that essential movement of letting go, noticing and then pivoting. Gently allowing attention to return. To the only moment that's ever, ever happening. So there's nothing to do, there's nowhere to get. There's just the ongoingness of this present moment. And no matter how familiar the routine, the patterning, the thoughts about something, we have never been here before. So we welcome the birth of this new moment, this new creation. By recognizing that. There is no us to welcome it. There is simply welcoming, if that's the movement. And if there's a sense of a of me that's going to do the welcoming, the activity of welcoming to this other thing called the moment, mind's very good at conceptualizing and dividing up. 
So we just investigate this me that would stand outside of the moment, come to the moment with welcome. Come from a place apart from it to join with it. Where is that me? On whose behalf is that activity claimed? We just take that spotlight of attention, turn it inward, and we search for this me, the, yeah, the welcomer in chief. We go to this, what Helen Hamilton calls this energetic mass of belief. Where do you most feel like there's the energy that says, yeah, this is me? Where in the body is that energy coalescing? We look right at it and we, we feel into it. And we notice that attention can go right into the middle of that energy. And just bring attention right into it. Look around from within the energy. And what do we find? We can use different words for pointers for what we find. But they all amount to no thing. We find nothing. We don't find a thing, a separate independent me, a person. We find no thing, we find nothing. And in that moment, a little strand of belief and separation gets released. We have seen through the illusion but it seems equally helpful to notice what we do find. Because mind can quickly make finding nothing into a void, into a dead space, into lack. 
And what we find is the opposite of dead, lacking. We find this bright, luminous, alive spaciousness, do we not? And as we look and confirm in our direct experience, this aliveness, this vast openness, this luminous knowingness, at the very same time we can confirm it's not an object, it's not a thing. It doesn't have a shape. But we look to see if we can confirm that it does not have a shape. It doesn't have an outline or a border. So can we find a limit, any limit? Can we find some outer demarcation?
we find any shape at all to this open, spacious knowingness.
So we can use the sounds to check to see what, what heard that, to what did that arise? We bring that attention right back in and reaffirm the empty open spaciousness. different sounds, different thoughts, different movements of energy in the body. What sees that? What knows that? What's aware of that? And we can notice it's all accepted. It's all welcomed. It's all allowed. So the inquiry, the ongoing inquiries, what allows this? What allows all of this? What allows this ongoingness of sounds and sights and feelings and expressions? What allows this knowingness to keep knowing and knowing and knowing? We can check and see if it has stopped being now, even for a moment. If there's any limit to this moment,
if there's truly no limit. You could describe this as a, a moment of infinity. And yet that's where language fails. Because to say there's a moment and to say there's infinity implies that one is a subpart of the other. This moment never merges with infinity. It can't get to where it already is. This moment is infinity. A limitless, boundaryless, shapeless, formless, causeless, choiceless, ongoing expression of eternal life, lifing. Life just keeps right on lifing. To us, through us, and as us. What allows all this is what knows all this.
this concept of a me. And it's a trusty partner, this belief in personal doership will rise and fall, be believed and be seen through and be let go. And it's all a movement of life, by life, in life, to life. It's part of the movement. It can't be separate from it. There is nothing outside of this moment. Said another way, all that is, is divine. There is no other source. There is no other source. And that source is absolutely changeless and limitless. And we have the very good fortune to be invited to rest in its embrace again and again. Read your quote by the uh, Sri Sankara from the Seven Steps. Quote number 207. 
in the silence is the highest peace because wavering is the intellect's unreal work. There, the knowers of the eternal, mighty soul enjoy unbroken happiness of partless bliss, recognizing the self as the eternal. In the silence is the highest peace because wavering is the intellect's unreal work. So in the silence, we can check to see the movement of mind is not constant. There are days where it can feel constant, but if we're really called to be present to it, it stops that thought, has a break and picks up a new one or picks up the same one again. But it's unreal in that it's not continuous. It's not in the same condition in all circumstances. Mind talks and then it stops and then it starts and then it stops. What knows mind does not start and stop. The bird sound can come and go just like mine. And if attention's given, it can be prolonged beyond the window of the arising. Because as soon as it's recognized that attention's being given and we don't want more of that, bring attention back to what sees it, the spell is broken. The unreal is revealed as the temporary. And that recognition is rich with knowing, with peace, with spaciousness.
That's why in the peace is where the highest, excuse me, in the silence is where the highest peace is available. Because that contrast can be noticed. We are not what comes and goes. We don't have a limit, a form, a shape, a timeline. We are the timeless, the changeless, the causeless. In the silence is the highest peace because wavering is the intellect's unreal work. There, the knowers of the eternal, mighty souled, enjoy unbroken happiness of heartless bliss. Recognizing the self as the eternal. We get a taste of the eternal. that which we can confirm in our direct experience because we cannot find a limit. We can find neither a start nor a finish. We get a taste of that right here in our local consciousness. And that's the doorway to the absolute. We can watch and see the only thing that arises apart from this is the movement of mind, the intellect's unreal work. We can recognize that as having a limit, a beginning and an end, as being temporary, as having parts, being broken up into segments. 
and right in that moment, moving right towards the movement of mind. We can enjoy unbroken happiness of heartless bliss as we recognize the self as the eternal. The whole. Morning.
that concludes our hour.